0: Welcome to Marketing Masterclass, with Michał Szyniecki. I love how perception deceives us. We cannot truly trust our senses, can we? All those examples of how people perceive the same identical color differently, or how you think that this infinite spiral rotates on a picture, although of course it doesn't. Marketer's very similar trickery, which I like to call the perception paradox. What I mean by that, consumers can look at the brand's communication, but not see it, or the other way around, so perceive it, although not looking directly at it. Or both can happen at the same time, so they look at your communication, and they see it or perceive it otherwise. When a consumer does not look at your commercial, and does not see it or perceive it, of course nothing happens. Similarly, when a consumer does look at it, but does not see it or perceive it centrally or otherwise, also nothing happens because the brain was not activated to process it further. We will focus in the next episodes on the two remaining states. When a consumer actively looks at your communication and sees it, and so when a consumer does not look actively at your communication, but still is able to perceive it. So, peripherally, as we mentioned in the second episode. Let's start with a state when a consumer looks at your communication and sees it. So, using their focal attention to consume it. Let's call this first state a central route or high attention communication. Why central routes? Well, if you focus a lot on something, there's only a small angle that you can actually see, conceptualize, and analyze. It's like driving a car very fast. Your vision narrows down to a small area and everything else around it is basically ignored. The same happens with all the perception in the central route. For our vision it's actually only two degrees that we can focus on and conceptualize at any given time. Maybe five for a trained eye. So there is a really a massive amount of stimuli that we cannot focus on. Therefore, if you force your consumers to pay attention to your message, you ask them to force themselves to stay focused, and they will perceive only so much, and it will be hard for them to remember the contents, even if the content remains in this focal area. That's a limitation of our working memory we were talking about in the last episode. The second stage. We will call the peripheral route or a low attention communication. Now if we do not focus our attention, our peripheral vision can embrace as much as 160 degrees, so much much larger. We cannot focus on the whole range of course, but our brain can perceive it. We will come back to this route later. Now it's crucial for us just to confront our two most interesting perception states central one, with high attention, that makes our vision very, very narrow, and the peripheral one, with low attention, that makes our vision very broad. And what is interesting and almost counterintuitive, the conceptualization and analysis also take place in this peripheral route, but in a much more implicit way. To demonstrate the nature of these two states of attention and perception, so active and peripheral, let's take the two most commonly used communication media, just as an example, Linear TV and a mobile digital. Linear TV today, especially during the commercial break, represents typically the peripheral route of communication. When they break our TV show with commercial break, we typically disengage from our favorite show and direct our attention to something else, to our smartphone or conversation, and commercials are still being played out without us focusing on them. Still, TV commercial communication is constantly proven to impact our peripheral perception without us realizing it. And it's proven to build successfully not only the image of the brands, but also their short-term gains. Its impact will be really interesting. We'll cover it in the next episodes. Mobile digital is much more a central route. We pay high attention to what we decide to browse and see. Any brand advertising during our browsing process is of course highly intrusive. And if we decide still to consume some selected commercials, we do it intentionally, so with our focal attention. Let's take a quick stop here to connect just some dots. When you surf in the internet with your iPhone, you make their intentional choices most of the time. Your attention is elevated, your perception is very focal. So if a brand wants to convey something new to you that is unrelated to your previous experiences with this brand, it requires you to use your working memory to memorize what it attempts to tell you. And as we remember, your working memory is limited in size and in its capacity to keep the message for a long time. But not only that, your senses are heightened and so is your semantic memory. So the one that keeps your concepts and understandings. With semantic memory awakened, your brain will much easier counter whatever the commercial is actually telling you pay attention to it,
1: you quickly make
0: sense of it, and you have an army of stronger arguments why you do not need the advertised product. So this context of a mobile device for a brand's communication is specific and pretty challenging. Maybe that's why the most frequently used marketing in mobile is usually performance marketing, which encompasses generally any marketer's tricks to make you click and convert with some clickbaits and some quick rewards. There are some fancy techniques on that. On the other hand, when you sit comfortably on your sofa, browsing idly the signs on your iPhone or asking Alexa for the weather tomorrow, and in the background there is a TV with a commercial break on, you do not focus on a brand's message. It's just out there, captured only by your peripheral perception. Your senses are idle as well. You do not make an effort to conceptualize what you see, nor do you analyze it actively. So the message, the music, the brand's name have basically no major barriers to hit your brain and your implicit learning potential. They may be stored in your brain without you ever realizing it. One brand has emphasized the gist of what we've just covered not so long time ago, Adidas claimed openly that they overinvested in digital, exactly in performance, digital marketing, focused on conversions, and veered off way too much from the emotional, non-digital communications that brought, end of the day, erosion in, brands, in, in Adidas brand's health. Interesting observation, Adidas team believed also that building a brand throughout only digital, especially performance, may not work. And it's all connected with emotions. It's very hard to discuss emotions with our CEOs. We all know this in marketing. But they are a powerful tool in communicating the essence of your brand, becoming part of the consumer's lives. We'll be talking about emotions extensively later as well. So there we are. We learned about how we perceive communication in a focal, oral or peripheral way. How we learn the message actively, passively or completely implicitly. And how what we learn can be stored in our memory, conscious or unconscious. And in this context, how we can basically distinguish. And here I know I'm making a gigantic simplification, but still. How we can distinguish two types of states how marketing communication is consumed. Central route with high attention when your mind is actively engaged, remembers little and for a short time, and has capacity to strongly counter-argue whatever it sees or hears. And a second, peripheral route with low attention when your mind non-consciously perceives the communication frequently learns a great deal of it implicitly for a long time and retrieves it when the proper context arrives, so when it's nudged. And you never know why it happened. Let's see in the next episode how to use both states to your brand's advantage. Thank you for being with us. See you in the next episode of Marketing Masterclass.